Back to the series series i'm chris lee and i'm kirk knudsen and today we are finishing marvel phase two that's right with ant-man the ant-man yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a t- turtles reference that's a turtles reference yeah. <laughs> that's right um yeah yeah we're gonna finish this one up uh phase two before we get there what have you been watching okay so, I got something for this. Okay. You did previously just say that instead of, in lieu of telling me what you've been watching, you're going to read me ODB's Wikipedia yes. article. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah. because uh, Wu-Tang is playing in Milwaukee in summer. Yeah, don't buy tickets yet because I got I to gotta get mine. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Sean and I, I hope it's the same because I literally did not look this up until just now, but... Sean and I once were just curious about ODB, like where he came from. We're like, dude, this guy's so crazy and lived such a ridiculous life. I love ODB, though. That we knew of, though. Like, we knew he had interesting things. But then we read his Wikipedia page and we were dying laughing. Like, dying (laughs) laughing. So, um, first, first thing out the gate here, his professional success was hampered by frequent legal troubles, including incarceration. Um, yeah, Old Dirty Bastard was noted for his outrageously profane, free associative (laughs) rhymes delivered in a distinctive half-wrapped, half-sung style. (laughs) That's very true. I mean, that's that's why he's great. Dude, if you ever actually listened to, like, what was the big hit that he had? Um, Uh, um, Baby, uh, I Got Your Money? Yeah, yeah, Baby, I Got Your Money. If you listen to that song, it's, like, it's seriously, like, an insane person. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's so ridiculous that it's, like, you can't not laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that, so Sean is, I should say was, an ICP fan, and he's on an ICP song. Sean's an ICP fan? Yeah, dude, and it's, and I know, and I have, I've never been an ICP fan. Not me neither, yeah, I've I've gave him a full shot in middle school, like. (laughs) Full shot? Yeah, no, like, because I had a friend that was, like, big into ICP, and I was like, alright, I'll just see what this is all about, and it just wasn't for me. So, here, I'm just gonna read some of this, um. Also, a.k.a. Dirt McGirt, by the way. <laughs> correct. Correct. Dirt McGirt. Um, yeah. So, it was around this time that he did some songs. Uh, I'm just prefacing that. Um, around this time that Old E.B. gained notoriety when, as he was being profiled for an MTV biography, he took two of his seven children by limousine <laughs> to New York State Welfare Office to cash a 375 <laughs> welfare check and receive food stamps. His latest album was still in the top 10 of the U.S. charts. The entire incident was filmed by an MTV camera crew and was broadcast nationwide, although he had recently received a $45,000 cash advance for his first solo album and was earning um, a cut of the profits from Wu-Tang Clan's debut album. Old Dirty Bastard was still listed as eligible for welfare and food stamps due to the fact that he had not yet filed 
<laughs> not yet filed his taxes for the current year. That's funny, man. Uh, his caseworker revoked his eligibility after seeing the MTV segment and the inc- after seeing the segment and uh, the incident was viewed as an example of the welfare abuses. Yada yada yada. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has a solo track on Wu Tang Forever called "Dog Expletive." <laughs> I'm editing that. Uh, My edit there. Um, (laughs) In February 1998, Old Dirty Bastard witnessed a car accident from the window of his Brooklyn recording studio. He and a friend ran to the accident scene and organized about a dozen onlookers who assisted in lifting a Ford Mustang rescuing a four-year-old girl. Oh, nice. Pretty cool. Using a false name, ODB visited the girl frequently. All right. Um, <laughs> that's nice, though. Yeah, that is nice, actually. That's see. I mean, that almost makes up for. Well, that probably makes up for the welfare thing. I mean, kind of three hundred seventy-five dollars yeah, saving is a worth child, saving a four-year-old. Yeah, you're girl's right. Life. You're right. Um, he talks here about Wu Tang for the children. Uh, please calm <laughs> down the music and everything. It's nice that I went and bought me an outfit today and cost and that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu Tang was gonna win. I don't know how y'all see it or you all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. Know what I mean? Puffy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best, okay? I want y'all to know that this is ODB. I love y'all. Peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, it's true. Wu-Tang is for the children. Correct. Correct. It's literally for the children. Um, in 1999, ODB released and recorded a second studio album, and would please between jail sentences. Nice. Um, I remember that. I remember hearing he was like... In jail when you record yep. some stuff. Yep. Um, who? Someone. I don't remember who it was, but there was a rapper that recorded verses over the phone from jail. Yeah, I think it was ODB. Was that ODB? But yeah, yeah. Uh, on one of the Wu Tang albums, and I guess his other album there. Um, in 1999, ODB was paid three thousand dollars to appear on an insane clown posse album, The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. Completing his track in two days, his recording consisted of his quote rambling about b-words <laughs> insane cloud posse re-recorded the track and re-edited odb's vocals in order to form four rhymes out of his rambling tilting the song or titling the song b-words <laughs> um he went to jail for crack cocaine possession yeah that's true um oh man yeah dude i remember something legal troubles um he had he was convicted of uh Second degree assault and attempted robbery. Uh, he was arrested for failure to pay child support for his three for three of his children, and I think he has like a bunch, like thirteen or something crazy like that. Um, anyway, you read this, you guys. <laughs> this is worth. I mean, it's about the length of a movie. <laughs> I was just oh, in, man. in the nineteen ninety. So yeah, this yeah. is pretty ridiculous. I'm looking. You're at reading it too. It's a, yeah. yeah just, um, yeah, do yourself a favor. Uh, when you have a free moment, just scroll through ODB's uh, Wikipedia page and you'll thank me. So <laughs> He was arrested in 2000 while, uh, while still a fugitive. He was arrested outside oh, of okay. South Philly McDonald's after he drew a crowd, crowd while signing autographs. That's pretty nice. I mean, yeah. I wonder yeah. how like, fan-generous the Wu-Tang Clan folks are. What do you mean? Like, if they do that, like, just give people, if they sign stuff often, or if they just are kind of whatever. He sounds like he was a nice guy, to be honest. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, he obviously had a lot of issues with drugs and stuff, but... 
I mean, the, the saving the little girl was pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been watching? Um, let's see. What have I been watching this week? Oh, um, I watched not all of it, but almost finished the second season of Atlanta. No, oh, good. Yeah, it's good. It seems to be more serious than the second than the first series. Did you ever watch it? Okay, so I actually watched the first episode here. Oh, that's right. When yeah, you went yeah, to yeah. the store last week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when I went to the store. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the first season, we and we talked about it a little bit too. The first season is like, it's uh, it's good, and there's a good amount of humor that balances it, and not even humor, but like, you know, that like absurdity of life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second season. It follows in the same vein, but it's definitely... There's more serious stuff. Um, but there's one episode, dude, that is... It's longer than all the other ones. It's like an hour and a half. And uh, Donald Glover plays... And there's a lot of... What do you call those? Like, bottleneck episodes or something? Where it's like okay. just about like one person yeah, doing sure. something that's yep. not with the rest of the, There's a yeah. lot of those in this season. Okay. So this, this episode was about... Um, uh, I think his name's Darius on the show. Uh, the, the kind of weirdo dude. Yeah. Um, he goes to pick up a piano from like a mansion, and it's a it's a Michael Jackson esque guy, who's <laughs> you know like bleached skin, creepy looking dude, mm. uh, and he's played by Donald Glover, like in oh, un- that's unrecognizable cool. makeup. Oh, and uh, it's really good, dude. The episode's called Teddy Perkins. Uh, <laughs> it's Teddy Perkins is the guy, and it's oh. it's really good. Like. It's almost it's like a horror movie, you know. It's it reminded me a lot of Get Out, actually. Interesting. Um, and it was just this. like this weird, random in the middle of the season episode that's longer, and it was good. It was really could good. you watch it without seeing anything yes. else, Atlanta? You okay. could absolutely watch it and have yeah, it be because they don't mention. Oh, actually, I think the other characters pop up for like thirty seconds, but sure. like you don't need to have any sort of references to like sure. who the characters are or you know what. Anything like that. So, um, yeah, it sounds like a total Donald Glover name. For yes. Perkins. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. It, so, yeah, the, the, that was a, it was, the, the season was good. It was good. Um, oh, you know what else I did watch? Um, 100% not for you. Uh oh. Not for you at all. Hmm. Um, I watched, so you remember a couple weeks ago I talked about that movie, The Favorite? Remind me of it. Emma Stone, Queen, Confidant. Yorgos Lanthimos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so he, the dude who directed that, Yorgos Lanthimos, actually, I think they were up for the Oscars. I didn't watch it, but um, he also directed the movie The Lobster, which I talked about on here. And yeah. so his first movie is called Dogtooth, which is way different than all of his other movies. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, it's very, it's an odd movie. And the premise is that, like, this couple keep their kids, like, locked in their house. Uh, well into adulthood, and they tell them that like they can't leave until they lose their dog tooth canines. or their canine yeah. tooth. So it's like these adults mm-hmm. that are like stunted to almost be like children. It's like they have this own society in their house. It's nice. so weird, dude. And they like compete for stickers. Like that's like their like weird. it's it's like they they raised them in this in this bottle in this bubble, you know, yeah. and like they don't know anything about what's outside the world. They only know this weird structure that's been created inside the household. Weird. Um, yeah, so it's very, and it's very weird. And there's, I liked it. I thought it was really good, but you would hate it for several reasons. <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah, so I watched that this week. Interesting. Of, so I've seen, I think he's only done three movies. Maybe I'm missing one. But of the three, I think The Lobster is my favorite. 
the middle one. So is this dude like just a mainstream art director? I don't think that he's even mainstream. I think now he probably got a lot of attention this this year because he, he his movie was nominated for an Oscar. But like he, I remember I've heard about Dogtooth. You know, in the past, and like, oh, it's a good kind of indie art house movie, yeah, exactly. And I never watched it, but then, um, the lobster kind of always intrigued me, but I never watched it until recently. So, and then I, I kind of watched all three of his movies in the last couple months, um, and they're all good. I think they're all good movies, but hmm. my tastes kind of more align with the lobster. It's interesting. That's yeah. called Dog Tooth. You can check it out on. I think it was on uh, Amazon Prime. You go, oh no! You, you know what it was? I was pretty excited about this because I know I've told you that I share um, my Amazon Prime. Well, oh, yeah. I I'm using someone else's mm-hmm. Amazon Prime account, and she always buys like the premium channel stuff, which I'm like, I wouldn't do that. But if you're gonna do it, go yeah. for it. She got um, Chiller, which is like is I think it's called Chiller. It's like the horror movie channel. Oh, so it's got like all sorts of horror movies on it, like. I didn't know there really, was a horror movie channel. Yes, and it's like really good stuff, really cheesy oh, stuff. Sure. Like yeah, it's got the, the whole the, mix the of everything. Yeah. And that's what Dogtooth was on. I would no way call it a horror movie. It's disturbing in a lot of ways, but it's mm-hmm. not a horror movie. Um, but that that's what it was on. So I watched it on there. Interesting. Yeah. Now I learned there was a horror movie channel. That makes sense that there that one yeah. would exist. And I just kind of flipped through it and I was like, yes. I'm going to watch so much of this. So you know what channel I haven't seen in a long time? Hmm. Sci-fi. Yeah, it's around, but it's it, S-Y-F-Y now. I, I, I saw that change. Is it still the same stuff? Like, is it still like... I think so. I mean, I guess I don't know. I haven't, had, and... I haven't had cable for like 10 years, so I don't oh, know what it's okay. like, but I know it's around. I think, because you know how they always had, like, horrible original movies? Oh, yeah, like like Sharknado. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think that they're trying to lean more into that, but I oh, think sure. they kind of have a little bit more... Like, they still do original stuff, but it's not, like, as cheesy. I mean, obviously Sharknado, but... Um, Sci-Fi was always such a weird channel. Like it, it, Yeah, it is. It was weird, and it is weird. It's like a low-budget E. <laughs> it's like a cable station that's run by, like, people who don't have any money. <laughs> what always well really there goes all our sci-fi fans well <laughs> so you want to get into the ant men yeah let's get into ant man do all right um am i doing 22nd let's do the 22nd rundown together <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> one two three so <laughs> ant man <Aww. laughs> um no do you want me to do it or do you want to do it um man i wish you know what heads Okay. Tails. Okay. Tails. Dang it. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Deal. That was a bottle cap, by the way. It didn't even flip. It didn't even have one full rotation. So <laughs> It literally just fell. You, oh, you, I think man. You, you, you had it in your hand, and then you just kind of dropped it. Yeah, it literally just somehow just fell on the ground. Yeah. Uh, All yeah, right. So whenever you're ready, let me know. All right. A new Ant-Man... Because we already knew who the old one was, <laughs> um, has the job to infiltrate the old Ant Man's facility and destroy tech that he didn't want to tell anybody about. Is it? That's all I got. Yeah, plenty of. That was like a ten-second review. Yeah, basically got it all. Yeah. So Hank Pym, for all intents and purposes, is Ant Man. Right, like in the comics, like Scott Lang's oh, yeah. around, but like Hank Pym is like. I the never knew Ant-Man of a Scott Lang. I never knew that guy. He's like the 
Tim Drake of Robin. Sure, <laughs> sure. Not that or there the... was that many Ant-Men, but like, I don't know, he's a very secondary, when you think Ant-Man, it's Hank Pym. Yeah. So I always thought it was odd that they chose to go with Scott Lang for this. Yeah. Um, and that does kind of like, it does kind of come up because it's like, oh, well, Ant-Man's been around the whole time. Like, oh, really? Has he? This whole time? We just haven't yeah, known we about never, him, you know? <laughs> we, we never saw him because he's so small. And Wasp was around too, like, which is cool because but he's like one of the original members of the Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But in this, it's almost like he's a proto Avenger. It's almost like they made Hank Pym like the first Avenger. Kind of, yeah. Even like, though Captain America existed before he did. Right. He wasn't really the first Avenger. He was just a dude. Yeah. Um, Super kind of powered dude. And then yeah. Hank Pym was really, like, I guess, kind of the more. He's kind of a jerk. I mean. Oh, yeah, that too. He is. Yeah, he is. Um,. I was going to say that. Isn't there something... Maybe maybe I'm incorrect, but isn't there something in the comics where the Pym Particle makes you kind of a jerk? Um, I'm not sure about that, but Hank Pym has some uh, questionable parts in the comics, if I remember. I know he, be- he like beats his wife at one point, like... It's like he's he's a he's not a good good great guy. But like also, now that we're talking about Hank Pym, um we saw Ultron last week. Yes. Hank Pym was the one who created Ultron in the comics. So like oh. he is like a a staple of the Avenger early Avengers. Sure. Yeah. Um Yeah. I I don't know. I can't attest to the Pym particles Pym particles making you crazy thing, but mm. Yeah, man. It was he was he came across as a jerk in this. I also found that there is not a lot of good motivation for almost anything in this movie. You're right. Yeah. So let me preface this quick. I I saw this movie only once before, and I was in theaters, and I really liked it. I was like, oh, it was a great movie. When I watched it this time, it did not hold up as well. There's a lot of stuff that, yeah, the character motivations are like almost non-existent in this movie. Um, Everybody is contractually obligated to do something in this. Yeah. It's like there's like a script that says they have to do something. Yeah. So like the villain Mm -hmm. is the worst offender probably, but like the reason that Scott Lang's even there is on such shaky ground (laughs) because they're like, they're like, Hey, we need, we need, I've been watching you. We need you to go steal this suit. And it's like, you're like, okay, why can't Hank Pym do it? One. And he, he, this is what he says. He's like, I'd love to, but it's taken a toll on me. I'm like, what what kind of what deal? are you like saying dollar twenty five should we yeah <laughs> bucko five should we like should we be worried for Scott Lang is he not gonna have a future because you're making him be Ant Man and then you're like okay well sure he's old whatever his well, daughter, his daughter. Yeah. is like fully trained yeah. and like knows how to use the suit knows how to talk to the ants and and his reason for her not doing it no. <laughs> exactly I mean it's it's stated that his reason is because he cares too much for her and doesn't but it's like. But Scott has a daughter too. Yeah, Scott has a daughter too. But also, motivations. If, if they something. wouldn't have made a big deal about how they're bringing back a new Ant Man and gone through all this garbage, she could have been in and out without ever being seen. You know what yeah. I mean? If they would have just been like, "You're the Ant Man. You go in the suit to his daughter. You go in the suit, steal." And she's already like a confidant of this guy. The yeah, she's, Darren said, Cross. she's been. They've been thinking about this for months. Yeah, it, if not way longer than that. Howie Mandel could have been behind bars <laughs> far before any of this would have happened. Uh, yeah, it's true. She could have, I mean, she could have had the suit with her 
and and stolen that mini su- the the yellow jacket suit before anyone even knew what was happening. She literally could have grabbed the briefcase and said no deal. Yeah, and just walked away. Yeah, but instead it's like a whole big production. <laughs> like, I mean, he I can't get touch it. anything because he's germaphobic. <laughs> He's like trying to get people to make a deal. I don't know what's going on. Or yeah, I don't know. That was him, right? Deal or no deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. That was the reference I made. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you say that? Yeah, I said he he the briefcase. Oh yeah, no the briefcase. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, yeah, but it's you're right. He's walking it's around shaky. like he thinks it's Bobby's world. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not. It's not. All right, I'll stop. Yeah, I mean he's like a monster. He's like a little monster, <laughs> like, yeah. like Fred Savage. <laughs> All right, that's done. <laughs> that was the weakest. Oh, Fred oh. Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's okay. So you look at like motivations behind all the characters suck. So this movie, like, it's a heist movie, right? And it's really comedic. Mm, yeah. So that was like the two things that they tried to go for. Like, oh, let's make it a heist movie. Let's make it comedic. The second time around, comedy wasn't so comedy anymore. You know, like I didn't laugh yeah. as much as I did the first time. And, I mean, the heist movie is pretty cool, but it suffers from too many montages. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of montage. Which is, like, expected in a heist movie. Like, a montage, right? Or at least one. But there's, like, four in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there's got to be the obligatory training one. That that has to The training one, and then the, like, this is what we're doing now montage. Yeah. Um, But they do a couple of those. And they start the movie with one. And do... Do his little quote-unquote comedic things where he's, like, telling a story and all the people... I mean, one of them was good. Those are pretty funny. Yeah, they, but do, they do it once in this or twice in this one? They do it twice. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Because they do it, again, a yeah. couple times mm-hmm. in the sequel. Yeah. Um, is it... Is that supposed... Does that count as a montage? Probably not. No. 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 That's its own thing. I mean, that is kind of unique, though. Right? Like, I haven't seen that. When he's talking... Else. Yeah. It, <laughs> my, the best one was the last one, I think. I mean, yeah, yeah, the hot, the hot writer chick one. Yeah, and when he's like, uh, <laughs> what do you say? I was like checking out this painting, and I'm more of a neo cubist guy. But he had this Rodin. It was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like back to <laughs> Michael Pena is funny in this yeah, though. Like he he's the funniest. That's the rest true. of his group is just insufferable. Oh yeah, yeah. the yeah. terrible, terrible Russian accent dude. Yeah. Ti. Ti. Yeah. And then is there a third one, or is that it? No, two. it's those two. It's just those and two. Okay. there was a joke in here that did not land at all, and it was the joke where like they pull up to Lang's house toward the end, and then they just slowly back away, and they're like, "Back up, back, back up, yeah, back up, yeah. back up," and it lasted for a good six hours, and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> you're backing up for way too long." Yeah, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> all right, so anyway, uh, we trashed on this a lot. Sorry, let's well, talk. Let's about, no, that's fine. Up. Let's talk about some good stuff. All right, deal. So. Choreo- fight choreography. You think so? I didn't notice it. When he shrinks and... and oh, yeah, that stuff is really cool. Yeah, the stuff. fight scenes are really cool. Um, it's a new type of action. Almost. Not, I shouldn't say new type of action. It's a new type of power that you don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not crazy to have someone shrink, but like to shrink in and out of like fight scenes yes. is really cool. With, with normative power. Right, yes. And yeah. I, I really like... Um, that the final battle scene is almost all in miniature, and they're mm-hmm. fighting on a Thomas the Tank Engine track. Does Disney own the rights to Thomas? The I don't know. I don't think so. I don't I think. think isn't it that. a British thing? You got me, man. I I only know him from Shining Time Station. That was American. But oh, was it? 
Yeah, but I don't know. I could be okay. Well, I, I guess I don't know, but um, yeah, I like that this movie's a lot smaller scale, mm-hmm. and they even kind of try and ruin that by being like the st- the fate of the world is at stake. I'm like, no, stop. Like, make this like a heist movie about your family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this will be cool. You don't need to bring the whole world into it. Like the villain is like, he's terrible. Like he's classic, stupid Marvel villain. He's not a blue guy. No, he's not. He's not a blue guy, but he's like has he's no motivations. Guy. Yeah, he's just like evil to be evil. Like there's a scene where he's just like killing lambs, and you're like, okay, that's, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there I get a, it. There's a. I couldn't tell if there was religious symbolism there because his name's Cross. I'm guessing that's from the comics. It's yeah, it's from the comics. And yeah. he's killing sheep and whatever. I I didn't know if that was a thing or, or if that's forced. <laughs> But what? <laughs> like, evil to be evil's sake. Like, the scene where he kills the lamb, he's like, she's like, you don't have to do this. Like, Hope's trying to talk him out of it. And then he does it and makes it a little booger. And then he's like, test 305C was a fail. Bring in text 306C. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he just come keeps, on, dude. Yeah, he's just, okay, he's so just like, are you going to do something different this time? Or are you just going to, yeah. No, you he's know, just killing lambs. Just going to booger that lamb, yeah. like, every single time. But, dude. It's, like, silly, like. I don't know. And then what does he say later? Like, he's, like, talking about, like, Hydra's. Like, oh, they're not bad guys. Yeah, like, he's, dude. He's the okay. worst, dude. Okay, so so the Nazis are basically <laughs> yeah. Hydra. Okay? Yeah, right, right. So, so yeah, he's like, they're, they've changed. They're not the same thing. If you had people, like, the moment you're doing a trade deal or a business deal with Nazis, yeah. I don't think anybody, short of, like, a couple of wackos, like, would be on board with that. Right. Most humans would be like wait well what yeah they're just a couple of nazis it's fine no it's not yeah like no hang, it's not hang, hang on a sec because they say like the pim particles affected his brain right yes but until that point we have never seen him shrink he hasn't figured out how to shrink stuff yet correct he doesn't shrink he doesn't he's presumably right. the first one in the costume the yellow jacket suit and presumably the first person that shrinks that's not ant-man so, like, he hasn't been exposed to the particles yet until the very yeah. end of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. So that I didn't get. Maybe he's around now? Something. But, uh, and then that so would is, go, by so the is, way, to... So is Ant-Man. So is Pink Well, that Man would go and... to show that the Pym particle does affect your mental in some capacity. Well, right, but I'm saying, like, the... the. But it wouldn't make sense to, for him to do it. Yeah. Unless he was in and out of drinking for, like, ever. Yeah. I don't know. That and, just doesn't make sense. I, I didn't get this. So, what is the... I don't understand what changed between him shrinking the lamb and not shrinking the lamb. Was it because the lamb was not in a container? And, like, if you're in the suit, I, you can I, shrink? I presume that there was some off-screen... Sciencing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess. Yeah. That would be the... Okay, let's talk about another good Guess thing. I wouldn't explain it. A yeah, backhanded sorry. good thing. Sorry, let's do it. You know what I like about this movie? Hmm. I like, well, again, backhanded. I like that his ex-wife mm-hmm. is married to someone who is not just a total jerk or a total idiot. They make him the butt of the joke a lot, which I don't like. And they make him kind of seem mean for no reason but out of like but he's not being mean like he's 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 a good he's a good person doing the right thing you know like he he looking out for it yeah he obviously loves his wife he loves his stepdaughter you know what i mean like 
he's yeah, cool. He's a policeman yeah. doing, trying to do a good job, you know, like, yeah. but they, again, like I said, they make him the butt of the joke, which I think ruins that a little bit. But I think it's cool when you see that because it's so easy to make, like, the stepdad, like, just a stupid jerk, you know, or, like, an idiot or whatever. Yeah, they make him really endearing at the end. Yeah, he's a cool dude. And you see that more in the sequel, too. Yeah, like, they're yeah. like buds. Um, I think that's cool. Not Such a lot of movies do that. relationship, but yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I do not like that actress, by the way. The mom. Oh, you don't? I've never liked anything she's been in. Really? Yeah. Rest of Development? You never saw Rest of Development, right? No. No. Yeah. Say goodbye to these. That's all I gotta say. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and see. I, I've... Oh, it's always been on my list. If you watch so it, many, you'll, she I know, says it a lot. There's so many, uh, so many references that come from that show. That yes, it's I a just, great show. I know. It's, I it's a really it. good show. I need to see it. Um, yeah, so there's that. There, the comedy, the jokes don't land often, but when they do, I like it. And like the goofiness of it, I like. Mm-hmm. Like at the end, blowing up the tank engine, you know, like the giant Thomas the Tank in the street oh, yeah. is funny. Yeah. Um, that's what, and like I said, like the the climactic battle scene, you know, and like Scott stops the train and then it zooms out and it's just like, blink. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that's kind of cool. I like that stuff. Yeah, um, there's a, there's the humor in this is very hit or miss. Like some of it's yeah. really fun. Um, you know who I don't like in this? Who? Other than that chick is the other cop, the partner of the stepdad. He does he have enough of a character for you to not like? No, that's the problem. <laughs> so so that dude is actually from the wire. He's the big bad in the wire. He's like Yeah, I've seen that guy a bunch. He's the high up in that. And um I didn't really like him in that show. He's a little vanilla in that show. That dude is super bad in this. Like, I shouldn't even say super bad because it's not bad acting. It's just really nothing. I mean, he's he's like in like he has like two lines in the whole movie. You see him a lot though. Yeah, he he walks and he's he's like the main cop that's like around the cell and different things like that. And you see him a bunch, but like, yeah, dude, it's not like he adds anything. It could really be anybody. You could put Bill Murray in that role. And it would be amazing. And he would do the same stuff. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Hope. What yeah. do you think about her? Dude, that actress is pretty. She reminds me of Jessica Biel. She's good in this. I don't typically like her in other things. Okay. Like, she was in The Hobbit... Uh, I almost said remake. The Hobbit movies as like an yeah. elf. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like her in that. And I used to watch her in Lost all the time. Mm-hmm. She was and she was, Lost. she was okay in Lost. Her character changed a little bit and whatever. And um, I don't know how she, how or why she stands out in this to me. She, in, in this, this time watching through, she was like insufferable to me. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I'd never had an issue with her the first time I watched it. But this time, like, watching through it, I'm like, she's just... She's angsty to be angsty in this. Do you know what I mean? Well, she has she has motivation for that. So the the idea, I guess, is that Pim's a jerk. We know that, but yeah, kind but she of. like hates the whole world. Like she's she was apparently at odds with her dad enough to be on the same side as Howie Mandel. Yeah, that's that's weird because are we supposed to believe that like she was a plant the whole time or did she like switch sides on Howie Mandel? I, I, like what yeah, was the deal I think, there? Yeah, I think it was the second one, but it's 
weird because she... So she still doesn't like her dad when no. we find... When, when we, they're working together, she still yeah, doesn't like him. She still is hesitant, and she's still like, oh, you left me when I was young, and blah, blah, Like, because Scott Lang has to convince her that he's actually, like, he cares about her. And yet, she still joins his side? Like, what changed between the fact that she voted against him on the board, joins him, but yeah. still doesn't like him? What what happened I think there? It's, I think we're supposed to believe it's because he's about to make the Ant-Man suit. Like, he's about to rediscover the ant or the yellow jacket or whatever. Why wouldn't she before that? But, uh, I don't know. It's That's what I mean. Motivation, un, it's yeah. weak at best. I, so, yeah, I mean, she she is just, she's rude and just annoyingly, just, like, ugh, the whole movie to everyone. And that, it she never is, like, endearing at the end. Like, you know, they have a love interest and they, they make out at the end. But, like, at what point does anyone think that she's cool? Because she's, terrible the whole movie like she's awful to everyone yeah and is and, and going along those lines is the kiss even earned at the end of this because i feel like they have a little bit of chemistry but it's not like that's what i mean it's like that. what point does scott like i mean there is a scene where they're like you know he looks at her like oh yeah. but like <laughs> why though like she's not yeah, not to that her personality level. is terrible well i don't think she's so and this is what I was saying. I don't think she's that bad. And I think her motivation is... It's hard to say because I, I just said it doesn't make sense when she changed. But... I... Man, how do I put yeah. this? It makes sense to me that she's with, on her dad's side. I don't understand if she wasn't before how she changed. But it would make sense that a daughter would be on her dad's side to stop his enemy... It's just kind of weird. So, like, mm-hmm. when you first see her, I bought into that. But then when they started explaining the backstory, I was like... Like, when he was like, my daughter was the final vote. And I was like, what? <laughs> that sounded like the butler from... <laughs> my <laughs> father. My father. Your father I was killed by the blade on his own glider. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. I washed yeah. his wound. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Okay, yeah, so so, but whatever. I just I'm not a fan of her in this movie. And then and then we have also the Falcon fight. Oh, I was just gonna say that, which the is random. the most forced thing. It's yeah. like like they couldn't have given anyone better to this movie. No, they couldn't afford it. I'm sure it was. What do you mean they like, can't afford it? It's made by the same studio. I know, but they only have a certain amount of budget, and what? for like a scene like that, so like, they picked the flying guy. Like Captain America would have been. But I mean, because that would have made more sense too. Because it's like, well, I, okay. Because like, I feel like Vision would have been a fun one. Vision would have destroyed Ant Man. That's true. <laughs> he would have destroyed. So would Cap. You couldn't have. Yeah, you had to have Cap- somebody lose. But okay, capital loss, I guess, to Ant Man. But like, that's true because they didn't want Cap to lose to him. But like, it would have made sense because in Civil War, Cap calls Ant Man back because, like, presumably Falcon told him. Yeah, told yeah. him and was like, "This guy can you know handle his own. It's cool." Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. It's Falcon. He, like, it was you the get best to the choice. You but get was... to the Avengers Mansion. And you're like, oh sweet, and then Falcon shows up, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, when he said big fan, I'm like, mm, not like really. Not likely. Him? <laughs> yeah. It, there could have been somebody who was a little bit more interesting, but it was... It, it makes sense that that's the person they could have, if not afforded, who could have lost. Yes, that makes sense, because they don't want someone to lose to him, but, like, 
Yeah, that's that was a weak, weak cameo. It was. I agree. Yeah. Like, why couldn't have they just had, like, hired goons? You know what I mean? Him fighting, well, like... I would have rather... I'm glad Avengers they... Avengers security people. Well, I'm glad they did Falcon over hired goons, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, I suppose. Um, <coughs> War Machine might have been a better option. Oh, that would know? have been cool, too. And more tech to take down. Yeah, exactly. He could have crawled inside an Iron Man, and that would actually suit. make him more threatening. And it would have been... You know what it would have been? Uh, well, and this is just on the fly of thinking, like, it would have been cool to see, like, him go inside the suit and be like, oh, this is actually really... You know, like, oh, this is really smart, you know, or whatever, yeah. like, as he's taking the suit apart. Oh, th- that brings me to another question. Is Scott... What's Scott Lang's specialty? Is it computers... Is he it, says he has a degree in electrical engineering. I would that make him a computer guy? That make him like an electrician. I guess so. I mean, it's it's just a catch-all in the beginning because it's like part of the like when they introduce. That's the other thing too is like the introduction of the characters all feel really heavy-handed in this or you know? rushed. Yeah, he's yeah. like I'm a computer guy. Don't worry about it. And then they give the whole backstory about how he's like Robin Hood, and I'm like. Slam. Yeah, like he... It was, it was weak. It was I, very heavy-handed. I, I can't tell... It's like he hacked into something, and then he drove a car in a pool. And it was like, he didn't really rob... He stole money from a company and gave it back to the people that they were, like, cheating. Yeah, but, like, via computers, right? Yeah, via computers. So what qualifies him to be... Like, then they say, hey, we got this job for you. It's like, wait, What? Yeah, and then how he's like sneaking into stuff. I yeah, and then no one like chemistry and all this other stuff. I was like, how does that qualify? It's the it's the science catch all again. It's basically like because yeah, he's well, one we don't field see of him science. work with chemistry though. We see yeah, him tinker yeah, when he breaks with electronics. In, no, no, no. When he that's true. That's true too. But when he breaks into Pim's lab, he knows to freeze the the well, thing with I mean that's not like chemistry, chemicals. Though. It literally is chemistry. No, he has he has a he has a um, he finds it there. He finds he finds his thing. He knows that if he sprays it in he a He found liquid thing. nitrogen there? Yeah. Oh, I thought he had that with him. I know, I'm pretty sure it was I thought like he pulled he it out of his it. backpack. Oh, maybe he did, but he like pulled a air mattress out of the dude's thing. So I figured I thought it was that, like in yeah. that where he like grabs it and then he sprays it and then he he uses he the, does super the thing, glue to the do super the fingerprint. Glue, and I was like, wait, what? Like, I get that a person could be smart. He's, and, like, clever. That's clever more yeah, than, like, a chemistry thing. But he knew that that would do the trick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you I don't know, know. It was just, he, it's like his, his, it's like his science knowledge is conveniently perfect. Yeah. And, and whereas, like, Hank Pym is an actual scientist, he's kind of like a, I don't even know. Armchair scientist. <laughs> It's not even that if he's a, a <laughs> electrical, electrical engineer. engineer. He's yeah. an actual scientist, but he's like an armchair scientist in a lot of other avenues. Yeah, it's I just guess. Kinda, and then he's also like a parkour guy and a, like he can fight. It's just very convenient. Yeah, that's true. The, when he jumps over the over the wall and does the like little parkour move. Yeah, cause, parkour move. Yeah, because at that point I was like, whoa, 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 did I misunderstand that he was a computer guy? Like he sounds more yeah. like he'd be qualified to be guy in the chair. For Hank Pym, but then yeah. Hank Pym's Hank Pym's a guy, in, guy the in the chair, and he's overly qualified to be guy in the chair. This <laughs> is kind of weird. There's a, there's yeah. a lot of like convenience kind of stuff in here. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's true. There's this the second viewing of this movie really takes a lot away from it for me. I know a lot of people have I've kind of defended this movie a little bit over the years because people have been like, eh, it's okay, and I'm like, oh, it's a good one. Now, like rewatching it, I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. You know. I, 
Yeah, I mean it. It is a fun movie in a lot of ways. I had a lot more problems with like, for example, um, this movie. It, it is fun. It's a. It's yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it is. This movie serves a purpose in the overall canon because we have to introduce an Ant Man kind of thing, and we have like yeah, a lot that's of stuff. It. Yeah, but and it's a decent introduction. You get a lot from it. I mean, yeah, but as far as the canon goes, like it doesn't has nothing to do with the actual overarching canon, other than introducing Ant Man. Mm, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. But Guardians of the Galaxy Two, for example, is a movie yeah. that I find incredibly needless. Yeah. And and a movie where if it never happened, nothing would be problematic. Like it it would have just been anything else. Yeah. It's just it we literally got to see another glimpse into the Guardians of the Galaxy on like an any given day. Sure. In kind a of scenario. This I feel like is a little bit more <clears throat> a little bit more on a high scale than that. And it's fun. It's it's fun and it there's consequence to what happens in it. I yeah, guess. it's this is this is let's look at the end of the day this is a it's a it's an enjoyable movie because it's it's goofy and it's silly and there's some fun action in it. Mm-hmm. But on the scale of Marvel movies, it's not that good. No. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a fun it's like it's you said to go scale. hard on the fun the fun time, you know, series series cliche. It is very fun, but that's about as far as it gets, you know, and there's yeah. some there's some funny stuff in it. But um, yeah, we're we're bearing something here, and that is Edgar Wright was supposed to direct this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I really wish that I have a buddy who who thinks that this movie was like ninety percent Edgar Wright. There are a lot of things that looked like his. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. So if you watch Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. which is one of my contexts for some of the things in this. When you look at some of the graphics of the small scale fight scenes or the um, like really small scale stuff when he goes into the subatomic level or whatever, yeah, that some sucks. of that reminds me of Scott Pilgrim esque graphics and and style. Yeah, and I mean, like I guess, that. but like, so. I would have liked to have seen what um, Edgar Wright would have done with yeah. this. Because I know he, and I don't think we ever got like a full reason why. I know it was like creative differences or whatever. But like I don't know exactly why yeah. he ever walked off. Because he walked off set like mid filming, or was fired. I don't know. One of the two. But um, yeah, I, I would be. It curious. would be nice to to know that kind of information. I also would like to have seen an Edgar Wright superhero movie. Because yeah. it would be like. You know, I, I mean, I love Scott Pilgrim. You know, and I like, love Edgar Wright's everything. Well, yeah, everything that well, he does. I can't say really everything, but most of the stuff really? he does. What I, I didn't like World's End. Oh yeah, I would say of the movies he's done. Yeah, that one was that one was actually I'd say pretty disappointing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's got such a unique brand of humor and like a, such a unique um, directing style, mm-hmm. and I just I don't see any of that in this movie. Maybe a little bit of the humor with like the goofiness of like yes. like in that final battle scene where he, he you know stops the train like that's a little bit Edgar Wright to me. But I like, can totally see him doing the Michael Pena stuff too. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. I almost wonder if that's where that came from. Yeah, it's like that's kind a of very such a it's like a, it's silly. a yeah, and it's a very visual yeah. gag. He loves doing like visual gags. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, man. It, 
it'd be interesting if we got to see like a director a, a non now director's cut he still gets writing credit by the way he does yeah yeah well i mean do you want to just move to ratings yes okay Ratings? Yay! Why don't you go first? So, Ant-Man. Um, this is a fun movie. It's a literally... Well, I can't say literally mindless. Uh, there's a lot of science mumbo-jumbo that happens. And actually, I was going to say, like, he talks about the subatomic um, quantum level, whatever. I don't know if he's talking about, like, string theory or what he's talking about when he talks about, like, some of the stuff. Anyway, because obviously some of it has to be fake to shrink. But it's it's a fun movie. It's mindless in a lot of ways. It's, to that degree, almost too mindless. And by that I mean it's almost thoughtless sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so mindless it's thoughtless. Yeah. Uh, there's no motivation for anybody. Um, you know, everybody's doing things based off of uh, what I chalked it up to was emotion. Um, I couldn't think of another reason. Uh, Hank doesn't want to, well, it's like everyone has an explained motivation in this movie, but none of it is satisfactory. It's all forced. It's all written motivation. It's basically, so the villain is angry at Hank. Hank is scared to lose another girl in his life, his daughter, um, just like he lost his wife. The daughter's mad at her dad. Uh, the new Ant-Man is worried about losing his daughter in almost everything he's doing. Yeah. he's he's He doesn't want to take the job initially because he doesn't want to go back to jail to lose his daughter. And then he doesn't want his daughter to... I don't understand the last part. Like they're always like, "Hey, think about your daughter. Think about your daughter." And I'm like, <laughs> "How?" So that's here's my what question: How does him stealing the Ant Man suit or the Yellow Jacket suit? How does that help him get his daughter back? I don't know. In fact, it <laughs> endangers his daughter later yes, on. Exactly. And and I mean, and I he guess could go a... back to prison very easily. Yeah. In fact, he do- He did. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did does. go yeah, back exactly. to prison a few times. Yeah. So the, the the thing is. He would have been fine if he never did any of this. And they would have found somebody else, I'm sure of it, and or Hank Pym or his daughter would have done it. Look, if he turned this down, somebody would have got the job done. Yeah. In fact, it probably would have got done a lot sooner, like you said. And then in which case, we'd probably have a better movie anyway because... Yeah, I still stand by that it. if uh, Hope would have just done it, this would have been, it wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, and we find out she's very capable in the next movie. Like, anyway, and we find out in this one too. So anyway, it it's almost a useless movie. There's a couple of things that I would say, like, you know, we need to know Ant-Man exists, the capability of potential, you know, size differential and sure. stuff like that, and some of the technologies, yada, yada, yada. <sighs> Baseline 5, it's not a 10, so we're going between 5-10 range, because it's better than blah, but not by much. So it's not a 9, not an 8. I wouldn't even give it... It's between six or seven. I'll give this one a seven. Because it's Ooh. not like... It's not regrettable. And it's not so blots, whatever. It's not a good movie. I took it three points down. 
in the sense that it's not a good movie in the sense that it has a lot of flaws. Sure. But, and it's almost needless. Yeah. Potentially thoughtless. But it is enjoyable to watch. I mean, it if is. you're going into it. I didn't have a bad time watching it. Yeah, if you want to see a Marvel-y heist movie, it's not even the best heist movie, unfortunately. Um, the things that, like, when they do heist, it's not always that satisfying. Uh, which is the problem, because you're having a heist movie. So, I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. I think that's a fair score. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm pretty much right in the same boat with you, actually. I mean, I like I said, I didn't hate watching this movie... It's enjoyable enough and, and entertaining enough to keep my attention. Um, there's a lot of flaws in the writing. There's a lot of flaws in the characters. Um, and not in, like, a flawed character good way. Like, just, they don't <laughs> yeah, make not, sense. Yeah. yeah, like, and like I said, the humor falls flat a little bit this time. But it doesn't mean that it's, like, bad or unfunny. Because there are bits that are goofy and I, and I yes. like. Um, but, yeah, it, it, like you're, you, you said it. It seems like most this movie didn't almost didn't have to take place. You know, like we could have done without it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea that it's a heist movie. Um, yeah. And I think it's, I think that I, I like the fact that they kind of went out on a limb with a character who's like, even though they backpedal on it so hard with like, oh, he's a Robin Hood. Like, I like that they, they got a character who was imprisoned and is, you know, not necessarily like a perfect person. Um, and that, you know, a daughter is a motivation that we haven't seen in Marvel yet family in that sense i mean guardians has the family kind of aspect but like having a character's main motivation being to see his daughter is not something that i would have ever really expected to see in a marvel movie maybe a little bit out of uh um the general in the hulk movie <laughs> that's about it oh man but yeah no i mean so it's 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 and and like we we we, we kind of glossed over it but the action scenes are really cool in this movie yeah, we should we should spend a little time. Yeah, on that. I mean Fair. they are cool. It's seeing him. I mean you can't really say much else. I mean seeing him pop in and out of being mm-hmm. small is cool, and then the villain fight at the end where they're mostly small but then still go in and out is really cool yeah. too. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's I would say the same thing. It's between a six and a seven, so it's a six and a half yeah. for me. So if the stepdad and Ray Romano. Where or no Ray Romano's brother were in a movie together? Yeah, <laughs> would that be kind of interesting? <laughs> be a little redundant. So also, I was gonna say something. So when I first saw this movie, um, I was surprised at the lack of um, ants there were in this movie. Oh, uh, as in like, you know, you have an uncle. I thought I was going to see Ant Man. <laughs> where his superpower is that such a bad terrible horrible <laughs> joke um, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of that one <laughs> um, I was, was going to say delivery. there was one thing too that I did I did forget to say is that we we had something come back in this movie that I was not expecting to come back from any other old series and that is Big Damn Ants Big Damn Ants. Where where was that from again? <laughs> That's from the last Indiana Jones movie. Oh yeah, Big Damn yeah. Ants. And it's oh. even like a similar situation where like he when he sees them on the well, not only do you see them when when they're small, they're big, but like uh and he also he blows one up at the end that's big. But I, when I first thought about that was when he uh was sitting in the bed and they had the bullet ants on the ground, they were mm. like 
big. Yeah, yeah, big. yeah they're big like, damn ants. Those are big true. damn ants. And that's then later true. we do see a, a big damn ant. That's right. A literal big damn yeah. ant. One big ant. By and the way, then, all that... those ants were real. The yellow crazy ants exist. Oh, oh yeah. Like they were real the red in, ants, in real life. Yeah. The bullet ants. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I, but I never heard about yellow ants being like con- uh, ultra conductive or like yeah i mean i don't know about all that but also i was gonna say one of the worst landed the, one of the jokes that did not land and ant man a-u-n-t <laughs> besides that one in the movie was when they do make the big ant and then it runs out of the house and and cop buddy yeah. Goes, oh, so scary looking dog or something like that. I was like, yeah, that's the few, best thing you've got. There's a few groaners. Yeah, that's a yeah. groaner. Whatever. Yeah, there's a few of them in this. But so let's look and see how this stacks up here. Deal. So overall, the series, uh, I gave it a six point five eight. You gave it a six point five. Okay. So it puts it right in a six point five four. Uh. So for you, that puts it. Tied with National Treasure. Ooh, that's a bad. That's a bad. It's not one. a good. We had some stinkers in this one. Though. Yeah. So this is a rough, rough start. Um, and then for me, it puts it right above Lethal Weapon and right below John Wick. Hmm. Which I think that probably is where this one fits. If you think about you it, you watched mean, the John Wick series far before you'd watch this. I wouldn't say far before. I mean, John Wick is just slightly oh, above it. Sorry, yeah, you know, you're right. but before, yeah. I mean, it feels like right. It's like an okay series, you know. Mm. And then overall, this lands between Lethal Weapon and National Treasure. Six point five four. Interesting. Yeah, this is a stinker. Well, mm. I shouldn't say stink. I shouldn't say stink. This had some stinkers in it. So where's the Avengers? In comparison, the the, the so other phase, phase one, one is yeah. much higher. Phase one got a seven point six three, so like quite a bit higher. Hmm. Um, well, a full point, yeah, a little over a point. Uh, it falls above John Wick and below Ghostbusters slash Dark Knight. Hmm. So, and I'm betting though that the phase three is going to be like, if we were to do phase three right now, it'd be. Probably above phase one, maybe. Yeah, I think phase three is the best. Best phase. And I say that because... uh, So this is going to be our last series Mm -hmm. for now. We're going to call it quits for a little bit and kind of see what happens. Indefinite hiatus. Indefinite hiatus, yeah. Um, But we appreciate you guys listening. I mean, we've got like pretty loyal listeners out there. So Mm -hmm. we appreciate you guys sticking with us for a year. Hope you had some laughs and some enjoyed our takes on these movies <laughs> yeah we'll f- we'll figure out a way to come back we'll yeah. figure it out yeah but there's some stuff in the works right now but yeah, yeah for now we're gonna we'll just let it go um hashtag frozen hashtag what frozen frozen mm-hmm. frozen and ice let it go oh yeah so <laughs> <laughs> talk about groaners sorry yeah well that's not anywhere near the ant-man the ant well that could have been a promising yeah. movie chris <laughs> The Ant Man. He's, he's he's not an uncle. She is an Ant Man. She's a man that's an ant. It's the power to control ants, other ants. Sure, not uncles though. <laughs> so what do we what do we say here at the end? It's not to be continued. Hey, fiend, fiend. <laughs> well, we don't want to fiend it yet. No, that's true. Should we just do to be continued? Question mark.
I'm Chris Lee. And I'm the Ant-Man <laughs> with a U, Kurt Knutson. There we go. To, to be, be continued? continued?